0: Philippians chapter 1, Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, and it is believed that Timothy wrote this particular letter on Paul's behalf because Paul was in prison at this time, and he used Timothy quite a bit to go from place to place, carrying messages of encouragement and victory for the saints and the people of God. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful this morning for your loving grace. We thank you for your mercy, and we thank you for allowing us to assemble ourselves one more time to give you praise and thanks in the house of worship. We pray now for these, your people, that have assembled themselves, and we ask your blessings over them once again. We pray for this message that is about to come forth and ask your blessings upon it. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts. To receive and apply the engrafted word of God. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you as I servants prayer. Have your way Holy Spirit. And use your word for your glory. In Christ Yeshua's name we pray. that all God's people say. Amen. Amen. From the theme. Confidence in God. And the talents he's given you having confidence in God and the talents He has given you. Paul tells us in this particular scripture that there must be confidence in the people of God for the things that God wants to do and accomplish through us as believers in Him. In this first chapter we find Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Yeshua HaMashiach, to all of the kadoshim in Mishiach Yeshua, which are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Grace be unto you and peace from Yahuwah our Father and from the Ananias, Yeshua HaMashiach. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel for the first day until now, being confident and of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Yeshua HaMashiach. He tells us in these verses that he begins by letting us know he always keeps us in prayer. Prayer is essential to everything that we do in God because when we pray and believe God and trust him, it comes a time when those prayers begin to manifest and we begin to see the results of our praying. Sometimes you may pray for something and what you're praying for may never seem to come forth, may never seem to manifest. But the reality is if you just continue to stay faithful and have confidence in God, you will see the results. There is nothing better than knowing that the God I trust in will answer my prayers. God I have faith in will come and deliver me from whatever I am experiencing and whatever I'm going through. Whatever the storm is in your life at this moment. God is the answer through Christ our Lord and Savior. What is confidence? Confidence is a feeling of belief. That you can rely upon God no matter the circumstance or the situation. Yes. It is the truth and the certainty with assurance of your own talents and abilities and qualities that God has always and also given unto you. Yes. Yes. John tells us in 1 John 3.21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence in God. So our confidence level must be rise each and every day we must continue to realize that it's not us but it is the Holy Spirit working through us for the purpose of what God is trying to accomplish in our lives he tells us in verse number 2 grace be unto you and peace so he's, he's, he's administering and sharing to the gospel the grace the extended favor of God and the peace for Calmness and assurance that God is indeed with us. Lord. He says, from God the Father and from Christ Yeshua, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, for all making requests with joy. He says, I'm going to talk to God. But when I talk to God, I'm not going to forget about you. I'm going to always... Pray for you and keep you uplifted because you have shared in the gospel through giving into me what resources I have need of in order to carry forth the message of salvation. Paul has not forgotten about this church at Philippi. So he sent Timothy with these words to encourage and inspire them that there's nothing to fear and nothing to worry about. Sometimes you look at all of the troubles going on all around you. You look at the storms of life. You look at all of the tragedies and everything that's occurring. But in the midst of it all, God continues to keep us all safe. He continues to watch over us and, and, and be the God of protection. He sends the archangels to us. And it's Michael to watch over in war and fight the enemy that tries to come up against us. He sent Michael to send us messages that we may need to be encouraged and uplifted. And, and, and you have Gabriel who also brings us messages. Yes. And, and God allows the angels to continue to watch over us and protect us and keep us from the enemy. Because the devil is always working, trying his best to deceive us and to transform our lives from what God would have us to be to what the enemy would have us to be. Verse number four, he says, always in every prayer of mine, for all making requests with joy. He said with joy. See, when the man of God pray for you, you want him to pray for you with joy in his heart. It's nothing worse than a grieving pastor praying for someone that's... continues to be disobedient, continues to be disrespectful, continues to do the things that they shouldn't do. Paul said, I pray for you with joy. He says, I want to pray for you. Something bad, when the pastor don't want to pray for you. That's not good. When the leader don't want to pray for you, that is not good. He said, Paul said, I do it with joy. Every time I personally pray, I pray for the congregation. I said, Lord, cover St. John Baptist Church. Bless every member in this fellowship. Let them feel your presence and your love through my ministry that you have orchestrated in this place. See, if you don't have love for people, you can't minister to them. Because every time you turn around, you find finding fault with everything they say and everything they do. I know pastors like that. I went out to lunch with a couple of pastors and, whoa, behold me, i I was trying everything I can to get away from that table. Because I'm like, these don't sound like the the men of God that have love for the fellowship of God's people. God says, love the people of God and show that love by your service. We are servants of God. Examples to the flock to lead and guide you. See, God got on Peter for that. Peter said, you love me more. He said, Peter, you love me more than these. And he said, yes, Lord, you know I love. Why don't you feed the flock? (laughs) He asked him again, he said, Peter, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, I love you. He said, well, why don't you shepherd the sheep? And then Christ asked him again, he said, Peter, do you love me more than these? And Peter broke down. And Christ says, feed my lambs. So you've got to be in that position where you're concerned about the people of God. You don't have a heart for the people of God. You're in most miserable trouble. Somebody come to me in this congregation, they are my first priority to make sure that whatever they need, they have. Mission is not about fixing the walls and repairing the doors and all of that alone. Mission is about reaching out into the hearts and the souls of the people of God and letting them know that you love them, you care about them, and you're here for whatever it is they need. God wants us to know that there is love in the people of God or in the leaders of God whenever they are rightfully positioned in the place. I know this church from five years ago and it is not the same church that it is today because God has what transformed us and he's allowed his love. He's allowed his presence, the Holy Spirit to come into this place and what put a covering over it and bless everyone that come into these doors People come in and give, and when they give and we pray over their offerings, they say, God, gives them increase. God said, let the minister bless the offering. You got a board, but he said, you bless the offering, because when you bless the offering, it's for the storehouse. And when you bless what's going into the storehouse, you also bless the people that have what? Giving it into the storehouse. So Paul said, I have joy for you. I love to pray for you. I ask God every time, whatever they need, give it to them. Whatever the desires is according to your will, let them have it, our heavenly Father. Look at verse number five. For your fellowship in the gospel. He said, when you come and work in the gospel of Christ, you are fellowshipping and helping me. And because you're fellowshipping and helping me, I'm able to do more for Christ. That's what Paul told the church at Philippi. He said, y'all are pouring into the offering. Y'all are pouring into the ministry. And the more you pour into the ministry, the more we have to do what God called us to do. We don't have to worry about the lights being turned off and the gas being turned off and the water being turned off and and being locked out of the building. We don't have to worry about that because the mortgage ain't paid. We don't have a mortgage here. But the reality is you don't realize sometimes how important your giving is. Matter of fact, you can't afford not to give. When you give, God will bless you. You have so much, you just be keep poor. Oh, Lord, I got to give a little bit more. You ought to be a cheerful giver. Yeah. If you grumbling and, oh, I don't ever turn around and ask me for some more money. I need some more money. Yeah. Take a high offering. We ain't selling no chickens around here. Them. Cook them and break them so I can eat them, but we ain't selling none. We ain't having no fish sales. We ain't having no plate dinners. The only dinners we're having is the one where you come in and sit down and enjoy yourself and eat. Because what? You support ministry. When you support ministry, we don't have to go out and beg nobody to give to us. We don't have to get out there and sell clothes. We can give them away. So Paul said, when you do what you're supposed to do in ministry, the ministry is blessed and so are you. Last year, we had our family gathering. Well, uh, year before last. Uh, this year before this year. We had about, what, 13, 14 people that first year when I was here. We had it last year. We couldn't even count all the people that came through. Well over 100 people came through. But they realized this church is about the community, and we are concerned about what's going on in the community. Paul tells this church at Philippi, in verse number 6, be confident. Let me say that again. Be confident. Confident. Yes, yes. In God, first of all, Christ your Savior. And then be confident in yourself. Yes, if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? Right. Right. You got to have confidence in yourself. When I go to work every day, I got to have confidence, Lord, I need a sale. And trust him to give me that sale. Yes. I got to have confidence that somebody going to walk through that door that I can help. Whether they got an 800 credit score or 450. A couple of weeks ago I saw 300 and you really got to work hard to get that one. But the reality is, God wants to be a blessing to you no matter where you are. When you walk in the door, you are a blessing to the place where you work. You need to know that. When they see you coming they say, I, this place is blessed because you are here. You can't hardly get a day off because they want you there. My boss told me yesterday, this is the funniest thing I ever heard him say. He said, Bishop, I need you here to work in the morning and I will go preach the sermon. I said, huh? The Lord. But it's good to have favor with your supervisor. Yes. Good to have favor in the place of work that they care so much for you. They're willing to step in. I've had two or three managers come to me and say, can they teach Bible study? I have one that always say, can I lift the offering? Uh, no, sir. We don't think we need you to do that. But the reality is God wants to bless us and he wants to keep us in a position of blessing. Look at verse number seven, even as it is neat for me to think this of you all. He's talking about positive, confident thinking. He said it is good. Look at uh, verse number six. Be confident of this very thing. I skipped that. I went back. That he which has begun a good work. Now notice what he says. Not evil. Not vindictive. Not destructive. He who has begun a good work. Christ has begun a good work in you. He's begun a good work in me. He's begun a good work in the ministry. He's begun a good work with the gospel. The good news. He says that he will perform it until the day of. Of Yeshua HaMashiach. What is he talking about? Judgment. He's talking about the judgment. And what's going to happen at the judgment. Those that are disobedient. And those that have not received Christ as Lord and Savior. They will be judged. Look at 1 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians I believe it is. Let's go over there to 2 Thessalonians. And look at, look at a couple of over. I want you to see this. Uh, look at verse uh, 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 1. Let's take a look at that. Because in this there is in Second yeah, uh, Thessalonians, look at verse number five. Second Thessalonians five says, which is a manifest token of righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the believers. He says, you are worthy of the kingdom of God when you live a righteous and full life. Then he says, seeing it is a righteous thing that God, with God to recompense tribulations to them who have what troubled you. So when people trouble you, God says, I got your back. I always say that. But God says, I got your back. Don't worry about it. You've got to go through, you got to suffer, you have tribulations, you have problems, you have things going on in your life. People just aggravate you and do things to you. But he said, don't you worry about that. I got your back. Look at what the verse number seven says. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when Anonai, Christ Yeshua, shall be revealed from heaven with the mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel he says i'm gonna get him you ever just love, you ever be working thing about the word of god and people acting up god gonna get you that's all you got to say god gonna get you just tell him god gonna get you and when he gets you you're gonna be gotten no matter what it is you're attempting to do whatever it is you're trying to do he says god got your back and oh my goodness praise the lord look who just walked in the door that's my baby right there. Y'all, let's continue. I am shocked to see her. <laughs> anyway, let's go on with this. Verse number seven. Verse number seven. He says, even as it is neat for me to think this of you all because I have You in my heart. Inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense of confirmation of the gospel. Paul says, God is doing so much for you because you believe, because you have faith in God, because you trust in God. He says, there is so much coming to you because you have your faith and trust in him. He says, don't let the enemy fool you into thinking because you are going through things that God has forgotten about you because that's not the case. Amen. God said, I got your back. Yes. I will fix it. Don't worry about it, Brother Cooper. Let the Lord fix it. Let the Lord handle it. Give it to the Lord. He'll take care of it. No matter what the enemy might say, let him have it. Let him fix it for you. And when he fixes it, you ain't got to worry about it. It'll be fixed. First John says in the fifth chapter, in the fourth verse, and this is the confidence. See that word keep popping up again and again and again. Confidence, confidence. Where is your confidence? First in God, Christ, Yeshua, our Savior. And in Your abilities and talents that God has given you. He said, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask in, if we ask anything according to his will, what he hears us. Remember, according to his will is operative there. So it has to be according to his will. What is his will? His word. When you follow the word, it's the will of God and it will manifest in your life. God's word will manifest. He will open doors that people won't think are open. closed doors that people won't think will close. Sometimes you work and, work and work and work and work and work and work. You lead the team. You overlook every time they hire somebody else and bring them in management. But you just keep right on working. You just keep being a blessing. Because the time is going to come when you're not going to be looked over. When you're not going to be forgotten about, God will bless you right where you are and he will move you someplace where you can be blessed, where you can be exalted, where you can be uplifted, where you can get into that position of leadership that you have actually learned, you actually earned. I remember when I started in church, I was an usher. Then I started singing on the church choir, the youth choir. Mm -hmm. Then I went into the Sunday school classes. Mm -hmm. Then they made me a Sunday school teacher. Then they made me the superintendent of the Sunday school. Then I was the van driver for six years. Then after that, I finally played for the youth choir on the organ. Then after that, I went into the ministry. Then after that, God called me to pastor a church. See, you have got to follow before you can leave. You can't leave where you haven't been. God prepares you. Before he rewards you, once he rewards you, just sit back and enjoy the blessings. Why? Because you worked and earned it. Let's wrap this up. Ephesians the third chapter, Paul tells us again to the Ephesians, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in Christ. What are you saying? You have the ability, the talent, the power within you to be bold enough and have confidence enough that whatever you need speaking to God in faith, he will manifest it for you. He will give it to you because you trust him. See, people put their faith in the thing that they want. I need a new house. I need a new car. I need a new whatever. But you've got to put your faith in God, not in the thing. When you put your faith in God, God will give you the thing. He said what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and whatever thing you desire. He will give it to you. I remember when Tina was about that high sitting back there. Every Sunday, we load up in the car and go to church. (laughs) And after service... We'd get something to eat, didn't we? We'd go and get us something to eat every single Sunday after church. And I would feed her, and then we would take her back home and give her to her mom back there. But she didn't miss a Sunday. Every single Sunday, I picked her and her sisters and brothers. My car has always been a car of service, so I don't have a car too good to pick up people for God. I don't care who you are, if you need to ride that car out there, is not too good that, that I can't come by and pick you up and take you wherever you got to go. I had a, we had a lady at church one time, I'll never forget it. I won't call nobody's name, but we had this lady at church and every Sunday, she, she would get me every Sunday. She said, Pastor, can you take me to the grocery store after service? I'm only going to be a minute. And an hour and a half later, I'm still sitting out there waiting on her to come out with a bucket and a half of groceries. But it was service. And we have to remember when God puts you in a position of service, you are in a position of service, whether you sweeping the door a trash up, whatever it is. I remember my pastor told me one time he said, and my granddad he said, if you are not willing to be the janitor, you are not honorable to be the pastor. You come and see me sweeping with a broom. Don't worry about it. I don't mind sweeping with the broom. I don't mind vacuuming the carpet or cleaning the pew. I don't mind doing those things because I know those are the things that keep ministry good and going. You don't want people coming into a nasty house. I went to that church down there, boy, them people need to work on that place. (laughs) They need to do some things around there. God continues to bless us. So what? We can do those things. We're going to call in the people we need to call in. I remember when we had to beg and beg and beg and beg and beg. We don't have to beg no more. I said, take it out of the treasury and pay it. And thank God we have the treasury to do it. Yeah. I want you to keep giving. I want it to double. I want it to triple. I want it to quadruple. I want it to be so much that we have to give some away. The preacher shouldn't be in there begging every Sunday. I need a little bit extra this week. No, oh, Pay your tithes, brother. Yep. On, pay your offering just like everybody else Pay their offering. Right. If you pay your offering like everybody else pay their offering, guess what? There'll always be more than enough. It's the storehouse, so it's for everybody, not just you. You're riding around in a Rolls, I saw one the other day in a Bentley. I'm going like, go, Oh Lord, we don't need that. We don't need to buy nothing like that. We just need to be able to do the work of God. God bless you with it, and you can afford it. I'm not going to knock it, but I'm just simply saying, for me personally, I don't need nothing like that. All I need is a place to sleep that's peaceful. And a car that's dependable to take me where I need to go. That's all I need. I don't need all that other stuff. I don't have a need for it. Because all it does is give you more bills. And the last thing anybody needs is a bill. I don't need no bills. Pay for it and be done with it. Don't need that extra stuff. Let's wrap this up. He goes on in Proverbs and tells us in the... Uh, Third chapter of Proverbs, in the 26th verse, we find that the Word of God says, For God shall be your confidence and shall guard your foot from being taken. He said, Your confidence is in God, your faith and trust is in God. And when your faith and trust is in God, God will not let you fall. He said, Be encouraged. Don't let the devil fool you into thinking that it's so bad that you can't get up. That it's so bad that things ain't going to get no better. Don't let the devil fool you. (sighs) My sister-in-law sitting back there, they have had so many emergencies and situations in her family, but she's still strong. She just recently come out of the hospital herself, but she's still strong and standing for God. Still going through, still... You're going to suffer, you're going to go through, you're going to have hardship, but don't ever, ever, never, ever, ever quit. See, the devil said you ain't going to make it. You better stop while you've got a little bit left. No, don't do that. Keep going. Keep going. If you fall down, get up and keep going. Keep saying, Lord, my faith and my trust is in you. And I believe I'm going to make it. I don't care what the devil says. I believe I'm going to make it. I believe I'm going to be all right. I believe I'm going to get over. I believe I'm going to have the victory. For what greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. And you are more than a conqueror through Christ, Yeshua, who died and gave his life for you. See, the blood covers you as but Dean said in prayer this morning it's the blood you you, you say Lord I thank you for the blood because it's the blood that protects us it's the blood that lets us go to sleep at night and covers us it's the blood that watches over us when the enemy would be trying to lurk and break in evil spirits I'm not talking about nobody physically at your door the spirits of the enemy is always trying to get access to you go look in the mirror and something look back at you you need to anoint your house and pray There's a devil there. But God says, I have your back. Have your confidence in me. Psalms 118 says, verse 8, it is better to put confidence in God than in man. Don't put your confidence in any particular person. What if the Savior had put his confidence in those people when he was on the earth? What if he had put confidence in the Sanhedrin council, those crooks? What if he had trusted the Pharisees, those crooks? What if he had trusted the Sadducees, those crooks? What if he had put his faith and trust in all of those individuals who continually ridiculed, persecuted, even attempted several times to stone him to death? What if he had said, I quit, Father, I'm not doing this? Where would we be now? Well, if he decided to give it up and say, "Uh uh-uh, I said I'll do it, but I changed my mind. I'm coming back to heaven. But he didn't do that. He went to the cross for each and every one of us. He said, all of these you have given unto me, and I have lost what? None. That's why the gospel has to keep going forward. That's why we have to keep sharing the story that he is Lord. He's risen. He is the Savior of the world. Somebody saw a cell phone going crazy out there. But the word of God tells us don't let the devil fool you into thinking that God is not for you. Don't let him fool you into thinking that things are not going to get any better. I'm here to tell you as a witness, it will get better. Just keep trusting him, keep believing, keep looking. The main thing is you've got to learn with the confidence and the faith in God you have got to learn to speak life to your situation care what the devil attempts to do speak life care what he tells you speak life care how the enemy acts up in the husband or the children or the dog or whoever speak what you want not what you see because if you talk about the things that's going on that's negative and and that's that's not good and that's causing your suffering, Guess what the devil do. When you talk the negative things, he just keep pouring more fuel on that. It's like a fire. As soon as you get around somebody that's negative and they start talking negative, they keep it going and then you get in there and you keep it going. and Y'all keep it going. The next thing you know, you got that spirit on you. A spirit of negativity. I rebuke it. And cast it out. Say, the devil wants you to be down. He wants you to be disheartened, but you say, I have a savior in Christ the Lord who has exalted me, who is the joy of my salvation. He's my strength. He's my author. He's my savior. He's my righteousness. He's my purity, my wonderful counsel of Almighty mighty God, the all everlasting father, the prince of peace the all in all. And the more you rejoice in him and give him praise, the more he will pour blessings into your heart remember what Paul said don't let the enemy steal your confidence but keep it in God and as you keep it in God God will continue to bless you may God bless you today may heaven smile upon you let us stand Father we are here this morning coming before you First of all, giving you glory and praise for this hour, for this moment, and for these that have come forth today to bless you, to worship, and to praise you. Lord, we thank you this morning because you have been so good to each and every one of us. We thank you this morning because you are the God of our salvation. You are our righteousness. You are the Holy One, the awesome, loving, divine, unique, and proud, and thunderous one. You are the all-wise, the all-seeing. You're the one that breathes life and the one who restores our health and strength. We thank you this morning for this opportunity to come and to stand in your presence, to decree and declare your word. We thank you for this assembly of your people that have come together to hear about the good news of salvation, righteousness, and purity. We thank you, Lord, because you are worthy to be praised. We thank you, Christ, you are our Savior, because... You shed your blood on the cross for our sins. And we pray now for that one that may not have a relationship with you. We pray for that one that may not know you in the free part of their sin. We pray for that one that is suffering and don't know which way to turn. We pray for that one that's on drugs and don't know how to be delivered. We pray for that one that's in alcohol that don't know how to come out. I ask you to deliver them for you are the God of deliverance. We praise you this morning and thank you. We bless you for your goodness, for your mercy and grace. In this house, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We ask now your blessings upon this assembly of your people. Touch every sickness and heal it in the name of Yeshua. Touch every disease and cast it out. We bind every spirit of sickness. We bind cancer. We come against that spirit and command it to come out and go. In the name of Yeshua, we come against heartache, heart trouble, high blood, low blood. Diabetes, we bind all of these spirits of sickness and cast them out in the name of Christ Yeshua. We bless you for your goodness and mercy today. Let every word that come forth come as that for which thou hast sinned, I will say. Rest these blessings and these prayers in Christ Yeshua's mighty name. Let all God's people say.